Let's ask a man who might know. On the phone right now, Johnny Lazarus, host of the Blue Crew Pod. Uh, Johnny, how's it going today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Any day of the week, my friend. We're doing good. We're uh, we're shooting it back and forth right now about this game tonight, Leafs-Rangers tonight. You guys can watch that on TSN 4. Uh, Leafs looking to extend their point streak. Mitch Marner looking to extend his point streak personally. Uh, I don't know how much personal you'll, insight you'll have on this, Johnny, but, but how much do you think those couple point streaks... Uh, will motivate the Rangers tonight. Do you think they're aware of the fact that they can really spoil a party with Mitch Marner being on this hot streak, or do you think they're more focused on extending the streak of their own right now? I'd say they're more focused on extending the streak of their own, but that being said, there is nothing more fun than ruining someone else's fun and ruining their point streak. But but speaking of point streaks also, Panarin's on a six-game point streak of his own. So I don't know if we knew about that. Maybe that's a narrative going in for the Rangers. Who knows? Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, Leafs had a slow start to the season this year, and I feel like it's safe to say they've turned it around. Are you feeling comfortable saying the same thing about the Rangers right now with their four-game tear? So I think the Leafs run here over the last month or so, probably you know a, a little more than that. I think their last ten games, when they won nine in their last ten, probably probably more uh, over the course of the month. But the Rangers, I think, are a little different. Some of the wins have been a little more fluky than than Toronto's, I'd say. Like. You know, if we're really talking about it right now, gun to my head, who's the better team? I'd probably say the Leafs right now. Um, you know, and that's just me being honest. But that being said, like, who do I trust really more? Right now, I, I'd trust the Rangers a little bit more just because of that goaltending and just because of the experience that they have. Like, you know, Mika Zibanejad, Panera, and Kreider, you know, kind of speaks for themselves. And, you know, obviously, I'm not going to talk about the playoffs and stuff, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's just, you know, it's such a, a beaten drum, but... Um, you know, I think Tavares obviously comes in with a ton of experience and some guys in the back end as well, but Matt Murray and Net too, obviously. But I, I think the pressure is still more on Toronto than it is on New York. Um, you know, so I think that kind of goes into this game as well, where the Rangers are on home ice and, you know, sure, they're on a four-game win streak, but I think the majority of people right now are talking about Toronto. So I think that just adds a little bit more pressure to Toronto's game tonight, especially Marner as well, when you mix in that 23-game point streak. You mentioned fluky wins. I think the the discourse around this Rangers team and going back to the playoffs last year has always been about Tristurkin and how far he can carry this team because of some of the advanced stats on them and how they play as a team and the chances they give up. He's been great this year still. Not obviously at the Vesna level we saw him at, but do you think he's kind of worked through some of maybe those early season struggles where he wasn't having as much success as we saw last season? Oh yeah, his last his last um, three games have been great. He's only allowed five goals in his last three, and I think he's just feeling the puck a little bit more. Where you know the Rangers actually did a pretty good job this season at outshooting their opponents, which last year you know was not the case. Last year they were getting peppered, and he was kind of feeling the puck you know twice the amount he has been this year. And I think it just took time for him to get into his rhythm. And you know, obviously the, the team is not necessarily so different, but when you do you know plug in certain guys in, in areas they're not used to playing in, like when you get rid of Cop, Vetrano, Mott, um, you know, Braun on the back end, and you give more responsibility to younger guys. It does take time for them to figure it out and feel comfortable and feel confident in these new roles. So I think that kind of trickles down throughout the lineup, and it could go into the goaltending. And, you know, I think, what are we, in December? I think it's still very early in the season, and I, I think everyone kind of knew that Shusterkin was going to be able to find his game at some point. Yeah, and find it he has. Okay, I can't decide if I want to ask you more about the kids right now in, in Cabo Cago and Alexi Lafreniere, if I want to ask you more about 
Jacob Truba. The kids had such a oh great... I know. It's like we ha- only have so much time right now. Uh, the kids were so good in the postseason run last year. I'm like the biggest Lafreniere stand in the world because I covered him in juniors. And I think he has such a high ceiling. What's what's uh, more concerning to you? The fact that those couple kids haven't taken the step that you thought maybe they would after that postseason run last year or Jacob Truba's struggles to start the year? So, Luca, I'm going to take a shot at our good friend Jesse here. Oh, um, no. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, listen, I, I kind of was guilty of saying that the Truba for Pionk trade, I couldn't believe that we got Truba for Pionk. Um, but, you know, the case has kind of changed a little bit this year. Uh, but Truba, I mean, to me, like, Truba was signed, $8 million guy, and he came in to be somewhat of what Adam Fox has become. So, you know, when, when the Rangers first signed him, I think everyone was, you know, so happy, so pumped about the Truba signing, and he was brought in to be that number one defenseman. I guess that doesn't really shot at Jesse, but, uh, you know, to be that number one defenseman and to produce points. But, you know, all of a sudden, the third-round pick not necessarily comes out of nowhere, but no one thought Adam Fox would make the impact that he's made to this point in his career. And now it kind of takes that pressure off of Truba, and he's not really the offensively skilled defenseman that we all thought he was. And I, and I think... You know, that kind of was the expectation going into his tenure as a Ranger, and maybe he's getting used to this new role himself because everywhere he's been, he's kind of been that guy who has to, you know, provide some offense as well. But now for the Rangers, he's, you know, a little more defensive-minded, and and it's kind of affecting the way he plays with the puck. I mean, listen, I'm not one to, you know, bash any players, but Truba's puck decisions haven't necessarily been so fantastic this year. He loses the puck a lot, turns it over a lot. But then again, he makes up for it with his physical play. And I think, you know, a key part of this Rangers turnaround the last four or five games was him fighting twice against the Blackhawks and him just stepping up and, you know, being the leader that the Rangers were looking for in the first quarter of the season. Um, so I, I think it's just him trying to find this new role and figure out who he is because, you know, it's still an adjustment, right? Like, you play a whole way a certain life, and then, you know, that role is kind of not taken from under you, but you have to adjust and learn, and you know, under a new coach. And there's a lot of different changes. You guys know how it is. I'm sure – you know, I think you guys both played, right? So there are a lot of adjustments to, to be made in your career when, when you're faced with that. And, um, you know, I don't know if that answered your question fully. We can talk about the kids also. But I think there's just a little added pressure on Truba this year because that C was thrown on his chest. Definitely. And he's playing in New York, you know? So it's a lot of pressure. Makes total sense. In conversation with Johnny Lazarus, host of the Blue Crew Pod. Before we let you go... Um, now that we've talked about our... Hockey careers. Yeah, we want to talk about <laughs> yours. And you noticed Hockey DB. It looks like you played at UMass. Correct me if I'm wrong. Were you on Kale's team? I'm a huge Avs fan, so I just wanted to ask if you have a good Kale story. I also went to high school with Mario Ferraro, so I know him a little bit oh, as no well. Way. Yeah, yeah. He he was he's a few years younger than me, but went to high school, know some of his cousins and his family really well. So yeah, just a story if you can leave <laughs> us with one of those because I've been itching for it. Yeah, I heard you're a big uh, Broncos country, let's ride kind of guy. Oh, yeah. no, not this year. Uh, not this ride. year. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so I played, so Kale and Mario. Mario, I'm still, like, super tight with. Like, I, I love Mario. Kale and I don't talk, like, as much. You know, obviously, these guys are pretty hard guys to reach. But, um, yeah, so I was there. Their freshman year was my sophomore year. I ended up transferring halfway through that season. But I lived across the hall from Kale. So we spent a lot of time together. Kale was a big fan of the office. And, um you know, a story that I could tell about Kale McCarr. Uh, I mean, it's so tough. Like, he was such a pro, just, like, on and off the ice. Like, he, he really was, like, you know, he came in and, 
honestly, like, funny enough, my first day back on campus sophomore year was, like, his first day on campus ever. And I thought, like, because I was, like, late to the training uh, that summer, I thought the guys would, like, you know, like, be happy to see me, but no one even talked to me that day. Everyone's wanted to talk to Kale. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I don't, like, have any, like, funny stories. I mean, I guess he hates if I talk about this, but his, uh, like, rookie talent show, he, like, made up a rap. And he's actually a pretty good rapper and kind of, like, roasted the whole team. It was really funny. I, I actually helped him write a couple lines, but... Um, yeah, no, he, I, I forgot like, what his like, rap name was, but uh, he put on a good performance in front of the whole team, and, and it was a good laugh for all of us. I love it. Got to be something vegetable-related if he has a rap <laughs> name, right? Like veggie, I don't know. I, I don't want to say something embarrassing and not funny. But thank you, Johnny, no, so much. Veggie yeah. tales? Yeah, I don't know. Something good. The, the veggie stuff started when he got into the National Hockey League. That wasn't really a thing in college. His we, name's we, we Kyle. Actually called him Ki- we called him Kyle. That is hilarious. Okay, that, that honestly counts as a funny story. Thank you so much, Johnny, for taking the time. I saw you're going to be in the building tonight, so enjoy the game, Rangers Leafs. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll have a beer for both of you. Okay. Have Love two that. for me. Perfect. Johnny Lazarus, host of the Blue Crew Pod.